Hey everybody, uh, today we will uh, look at a framework which is done by Ahir Gopal, Gopal Das and Anton Seibert on uh, customer journey. Um, so I will briefly give you an overview. Um, it's a very simple framework. Think of it as a four quadrant. Um, I'll give you what the x-axis, y-axis is and then we will uh, look into each uh, quadrant. We will dive in deep with Mayank. Um, so if you're a product manager who is um, do, doing a new product or adding a new feature, uh, how you can use this uh, framework is uh, figure out in which quadrant does your uh, product or feature uh, primarily lie and then uh, look at applying those design principles uh, which is suitable for this quadrant. So that's how you can uh, use this framework. So it, it would kind of give you a structured way of how you can uh, you know, uh, take your thinking. Um, so as I was telling you, this is a four quadrant. On the x-axis, you have effort and on the y-axis, you have predictability. So on the far left of x-axis, uh, consider it as effortless. So anything that is effortless for a customer to do, that comes there. And on the far right, you have effortful. So anything, any activity that a customer has to take considerable effort in getting it done comes under that, right? So x-axis is effortless to the extreme left and effortful to the extreme right. And on the y-axis, you have a predictable, which is at the bottom and unpredictable at the top. So if if an activity is predictable, then it's uh, at the bottom. And if it is uh, very unpredictable, having a lot of variations, then it's at the top, right? So that's the thing. So you have an x-axis of effort and y-axis of predictability. So this uh, four quadrant, uh, uh, if you look at it in, in terms of naming it, it is named as something which is uh, effortless and predictable. It is a routine. Uh, and if it is um, effortless and unpredictable, then it is a joyride. And if it is effortful and predictable, then it is a trek. And if it is effortful and unpredictable, it is an odyssey. Uh, don't bother about these names. Uh, let's understand the concept. Um, so Mayank, uh, maybe we will start with the routine, which is uh, effortless and predictable. Uh, can you tell us some product that already exists? Uh, uh, so Krishna, I think the framework, uh, when you're trying to apply this framework, I think it depends on uh, on what level are you looking at, right? So if if, uh, if you want to set up guidelines or design guidelines or uh, product guidelines on a 10,000 feet level, uh, say if uh, you are actually looking at uh, uh, from a very high level for Flipkart, so it would be it would basically lie under routine and you would say said it is supposed to be uh, effortless and predictable so i i have gone to flipkart to buy something i should be able to do the transaction smoothly uh, and at the same time if for example i am the product manager for super points right so then my responsibility is actually to make it a little uh, more uh, in the bucket of joy right where it is uh, effortless but it has a tinge of surprise in it and slightly unpredictable so it, it's, it depends on uh, what uh, what level uh, you're looking at. And this framework can be applied to um, applied on a very granular level as well, right? So if you are setting up, say, uh, a login flow, uh, 
entering your phone number um, uh, and uh, just uh, entering an OTP or an OTP in the flow, it's it's supposed to be routine. So it's not necessarily that you should apply it uh, only when you are thinking of a new product line or you're thinking on thinking from a uh, very very big, very granular feature level thing. So you can break it down into multiple steps um, and uh, then use it uh, to your uh, own advantage. Uh, the best time to use the framework is uh, when you're sort of writing the vision or the uh, mission uh, statements for the feature uh, or why are you doing what you're doing. I think that's where you should sort of think and uh, put these guidelines in place, uh, keeping in mind the uh, overall uh, uh, sort of quadrant in which your product lies. So, for example, if I am if I, if I am the BM for Super Coins of Flipkart, uh, I also have to keep in mind that what are the design slash product guidelines of Flipkart overall, and not only think about Super Coins. So, I think that's where uh, those guidelines come into picture when you are defining and designing the user journeys later on in the uh, document. Okay. Um, so, in in summary, a routine. Um an example of a routine, what you're saying is a, a Flipkart, uh, Amazon, uh, Uber, uh, Swiggy, etc., which uh, kind of makes a, a normal task easier for a user to be done. Correct. So on an Uber level, yes, uh, because when, when we think uh, when we think of these companies or these services, right, they are expected to do a job for us. And uh, I think uh, they all fall in the routine bucket. Uh, one argument that you can always make is that hey, uh, Swiggy has this gamification thing, or uh, uh, Amazon has this, uh, I think diamonds and gems, etc., etc. I don't know if a lot of people know, even know have heard about that, but Amazon has that. So that does not mean that uh, it falls under any other bucket. Some part of it, of course, because you want to, uh, you will definitely. I think we will sort of cover that in the later half of the podcast as well. On. Uh, you would want to move from one portal to another uh, to actually uh, sort of engage with the customers uh, more because I think everyone wants attention and maybe everyone wants their customers to come on their product uh, 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 more times than they do. Uh, but on an Uber level, yes, the examples that you mentioned absolutely fall in the routine bucket and they are expected to work effortlessly and are predictable. Okay, which means probably the uh, design principles uh, that you need to apply here is about how do you um, make the UX as simple as possible and probably ensure uh, consistency. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, got it. Um, shall we go to the uh, the next quadrant? Uh, so the uh, next quadrant, uh, the obvious one comes out to be Joyride, and, uh, which effectively is uh, effortless and uh, unpredictable. Uh, so some examples that fall into that bucket are TikTok or say music streaming app, uh, Spotify or YouTube Music. Uh, I think those are two examples that fall into that bucket. Okay, so typically, I think uh, Joyride is where, uh, um, as a customer, you are trying to get away from the mundane of things and uh, with as much less effort as possible. You know, just keep flicking left, right, or up, down, and you should be able to see a lot of variations, right? I mean, that kind of entertains you. So um, that's what falls under the Joyride. 
Absolutely. I, I think I think Candy Crush, in my opinion, also falls under that bucket. <laughs> okay. So I think in in the, then the design principle would be apart from uh, the you know a uh, uh, good UX. The other thing is about how do we keep having endless variations. Correct. So I think uh, one, as we mentioned, right? Uh, TikTok is one of the examples, and uh, I think we have we we have been discussing about, uh, and I think a lot of the world uh, discusses about uh, how TikTok is different from the existing social media platforms, right? Uh, so uh, primarily, uh, I think it was a great article that. Uh, in summary one key take takeaway uh, for me was uh, uh, the algorithms are the same it's about uh, the execution of those algorithms and i think uh, uh, tiktok is basically exploration uh, and i think the other social media platforms like youtube and instagram etc are on the bucket of exploitation so uh, what that means is that tiktok believes in uh, sort of uh, they have democratized uh, the views for a new creator as well if for example i go on tiktok and i create a uh, uh, quick uh, video uh, i am definitely going to get some views uh, from some of the users and and it also actually uh, brings in a unpredictable uh, side to uh, what uh, we mentioned on the uh, quadrant right so i think that's why tiktok qualifies in that bucket where as a consumer of those video also i am expected to see something new every time um, uh, that's the uh, that's the crazy part uh, that actually makes tiktok what it is and on the other hand as we mentioned right instagram and youtube of the world are actually more uh, tilted towards hey if you have subscribed or you have liked or you have followed one uh creator uh, you're going they're going to sort of dump a lot of their content to your feed which sort of i think i think that i think instagram and youtube are trying to sort of move away from that and 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 and, and everyone has been shocking and uh, surprised about the uh, uh, growth of tiktok but i think uh, that's where the unpredictability uh, quotient of instagram or youtube has been slightly lesser uh, and tiktoks has been uh, higher i think uh, they would want to move for further towards the uh, top on that quadrant as well yeah i mean i think uh, spot on if you look at the endless variation that you get in tiktok for the very same reason that uh, you're not restricting it just to the top uh, contributors so you as a user when you keep swiping in you may see certain things that you relate to and you also see certain things that you don't relate to and because you see certain things that you don't relate to and then when you get to see things that you relate to that naturally gives you that uh, high and then so you really don't know when you when you're swiping what's the next thing that's going to come um yeah and whereas in in youtube and in, in instagram it's uh, as long as you have the same creators doing it then you know that the creativity is like limited to their uh, span of thinking the rich getting creatures <laughs> so i think that's where the backlash uh, from the from the creator economy is also coming to uh, instagram because uh, it is actually sort of uh, uh, very few people so are actually benefiting out of that right and they have cracked the code where what sort of content works and they have been able to uh, milk that cow for 
since i think so many years right but and and now if instagram is trying to move away from that algorithm uh, there is there has been a backlash amongst the community saying hey uh, we are not getting so many views and etc etc and why are these new creators coming up uh, suddenly and they are also getting some visibility as well so yeah that's an interesting thing that uh, i am definitely going to keep a watch on <laughs> so what's the next quadrant let's look at the trick yes so uh, uh, effortful but predictable uh, thing uh, anything related to learning uh, be it uh, if you're doing a, a course on coursera or you are sort of uh, aiming to reduce weight or sort of planning to run every day uh, say for example 100 kilometers in a month uh, that's your target or i think uh, on 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 iphones you have these uh, circles of completion if for example that's something that you want to achieve say uh, one 200 days out of i read it on twitter that someone wants to actually achieve their apple circles 200 days out of 365 days in the next coming year that was the new year resolution so uh, something that is predictable but effortful uh, i think that's that, that falls under the uh, bucket of trek and things are these examples uh, uh, i think it's it's sort of a uh, uh, few products will qualify under that i think i think most of the products generally fall under routine uh, or joy right but i think would be few products that fall under trek i think uh, as i mentioned some of these examples right so it's something where um, um, you have a, a long term goal which is probably too difficult to achieve and how do you Uh, break it up into a smaller achievable goals and the product tracks it and motivates you to achieve that absolutely very well summarized okay so the design principle should be more about how do you um motivate the user to continue uh with the journey that they plan to have so as you told probably typically uh any of the learning apps probably you uh, know falls under this and and on that principle right so there there, there are ways of uh, i think that social connect that people do right so i uh, think you and me also use strava and on strava you actually can see what other people are doing and what are their activities if you're following them so that's sort of one way of uh, actually motivating people to say hey uh, your community around you is also doing their bit why don't you go ahead and do it right and on that same principle uh, the cult cult fit uh, which basically is a form of group classes right so i think they also actually have tried to uh, use that psychology uh, of uh, uh, so i think it's a, it fit in so well that hey if you show up for the class and you will see 20 people around you doing something you will feel like hey okay theek hai main bhi kar hi leta hu right so that's that's the sort of underlying principle that cult has also used and i think that has been working well for cult and and and, and for a for a person who is generally not motivated by themselves and they don't want to do these things alone i think uh, these nudges or uh, uh, a lot of psychological principles uh, in it work involving the community are actually very good uh, uh, things that one can use to uh, build products that follow the the trick in fact uh, what i uh, remember of strava before 2020 and uh, uh, around the later half of 2020 there's been a lot of innovation 
where um, they had these uh, challenges. I, I don't remember seeing uh, anything on on the challenges side uh, pre-2020, but uh, in 2020, suddenly you started uh, seeing a lot of challenges, 5K, 10K, uh, 20K run, right? And um, you, you could kind of uh, join these groups and take up the challenge. And uh, if you do so, uh, you get a badge and along with it, you get a coupon, uh, you know, and then you could probably buy uh, stuff from that. Uh, so I, I, I kind of uh, saw even a lot of virtual uh, uh, marathons uh, through Strava. So, yeah, so that that kind of and, and you get different segments and you'll uh, if you go to a particular area, you will find who you have. You see a leaderboard and then you see where you are against that. And all that kind of motivates you to pushes you to push yourself. I think I I remember uh, Jeff, uh, who was a colleague at uh, Swiggy. uh, He sort of added me to the Fitbit community and the group. And then uh, I think there were some random uh, eight to ten people who actually uh, uh, sort of competed against each other uh, on weekly wins, where uh, the person who uh, did the highest number of steps. uh, uh, in the week, actually went ahead and won the uh, challenge. And if if people want to sort of spice it up, you can just uh, add throw in a party uh, on that bit as well. Whoever wins um, gets say a, a party from others, or whoever loses uh, uh, throws a party for everyone. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder whether Jeff listens to our podcast. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I think yes, he is he's busy uh, building the metaverse uh, uh, of Meta uh, somewhere in London. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's. Uh, so I think uh, from a design principle point of view, I think what uh, one should focus is on uh, goalposting. Um, let's move to the the last quadrant, Odyssey. Uh, I think a very few products uh, fall under this bucket, which basically is uh, effortful and also unpredictable. Uh, I think, uh, if, I think we, we actually had to spend a lot of time to think of examples uh, for this quadrant. Uh, so, uh, 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 games uh, which basically uh, are very unpredictable and require a lot of effort. So uh, you can pick up. Uh, a lot of these strategy games uh, who uh, you play with other folks where that's where the unpredictability thing comes into picture and then they are very effortful uh, by design uh, so i think uh, that's the uh, that's the uh, that's, those are some examples you can think of dota or say pubg uh, etc uh, who fall into that bucket um, uh, very difficult uh, very difficult to sort of hook your users to do that i think very few people uh, in the ecosystem will sort of go ahead and try to do something which is unpredictable and also unefortful. I think it requires a different kind of hire to uh, uh, find uh, to actually because because it, it's also difficult to measure progress in such a case, right? So of course, leaderboards are something that definitely are. Uh, I, at least I can think of um, leaderboards as a way where you are, say, uh, amongst the top hundred players of Dota in the world. Okay, that's great. But 
what purpose does it achieve but i think that's where uh, the people who do it because i'm not a gamer so the people who uh, do it might uh, find it rewarding and that sort of gives them a completely different type but i think that those are some examples in that bucket yeah i think if if you have your product in this quadrant i think that's uh, nothing like it because you have a very passionate uh, group of people who are ready to put in a lot of effort and uh, want that unpredictability i think that's uh, probably the high point in this very difficult to build but i think to keep so as in when you have a consumer base which is very uh, sort of passionate about what you're building i think the benchmark or the expectations go very high and this is something that you are expected to do and not not a lot of other people are doing right so if your product falls under the routine bucket uh, it's easier for you to pull it off because of course 99 others have done it before you so you have to think twice uh, think about a very basic login flow right no one has to even think about uh, of course there are companies who are innovating on that front where you have otp layers they're giving you this whatsapp uh, logins etc etc uh, and uh, i think uh, there are uh, i think I, i don't remember who is working on it but i think of course google's or microsoft of the world are moving towards uh, uh, login system where you don't need passwords right so uh, of course there is innovation that is going on but that's something that you don't think about right? it's like ha huh, when the login just go and do a phone otp verification smooth you might even be able to pull it off in a day because you will have libraries available but think about something that you have to build in the uh, odc quadrant which is unpredictable and effortful very a uh, tough job i don't would want i would never want to be in that bucket for sure i mean i think if if you've uh, cracked it right uh, that then that's nothing like it anyway so i think the design principle here is about uh, you have to have substantive uh, variation and uh, you also need to have a journey tracking because um you need to give feedback to the user where they are um so that's about uh, odyssey so i mean i think uh, anything in the creative fields right would probably uh, fall under odyssey where uh, you are not just competing with others uh, but you are also competing against yourself absolutely absolutely so uh, when we started this uh, podcast you were talking about uh, moving from one quadrant to the other um however uh, what i feel is probably that is very um you can't just move from uh, one quadrant to the other uh, let's say at least uh, uh, because you have a user uh, let's say on the effortless part um you have a user who's come to your product because he doesn't want to put in effort right so you put him to the other side of uh, very effortful then probably he would just walk away so w- what are your thoughts on this um absolutely i think uh, uh sort of uh, uh, goes with what your consumer base is right and what sort of uh, positioning the product has had right the product or the service for example uh, if you if you have built a product which is basically effortless and it is predictable you can always tilt towards saying hey let's try to make it uh, it's slightly unpredictable but still it sort of should be low effort because uh, uh, 
that's the uh, sort of mindset that the user comes in with and expectation that the user comes with it and that's where you will see a lot of companies uh, uh, doing putting in like small games etc etc to uh, sort of do that engagement and you will see a slot machine here and there or a spin uh, sort of here and there uh, uh, in, in, in a very smooth journey uh, where you sort of expected to engage with the product a little more and have that surprise uh, as well right so uh, that that is the quadrant movement happens from uh, the the x axis remains the same where the effort remains the same but you can move from predictable to unpredictable got it so there there's also an in- interesting research on um, uh, where is the cue that you need to give people with regard to the uh, you know the pricing for this uh, so the research is that if you are in the routine or trek um which means uh, where predictability is not the main reason why the customer is coming or rather uh, the customer expects things to be uh, predictable then the customer would want to know the pricing details much ahead however if it's on the other two which is the joyride and the odyssey then irrespective of the effort if if it's a unpredictability which uh, you know hooks the customer uh, he would not be ready to uh, pay upfront but uh, is ready to make decisions on pricing as and when it thinks progresses absolutely i think it it has, it has a lot to do with what value i'm going to get out of the service or product so if if it is very clear uh, that hey this is the value uh, that i'm going to get out of the product or the service i would want to know uh, on how much is it going to cost and then take a call if i would want to invest my effort on as soon as you bring in unpredictability uh, i think uh, based on the psychological principle uh, uh i think it's sort of obvious that hey if i don't know the value i am not willing to commit yet and i think that's where the um, uh the uh, point that you mentioned makes absolute sense that hey till the time i'm clear on what uh, the end goal is going to be then i will actually take a call on the pricing itself so i think very important point to keep in mind while designing this journey as well yeah um so just to uh, summarize uh, you have uh, all the four quadrants the effortless and the predictable is the routine part where uh, the design principle that you apply there is on streamlining the ux and ensuring consistency and if it is the joy ride which is uh, effortless and unpredictable then the design principle there uh should be on uh, streamlining as well as uh, enabling uh, endless variation and if your uh, product falls under the trek part which is predictable and effortful uh then your uh, design principle should be more on the goal posting that is breaking down the goal uh and if uh, your product is on the the other quadrant that is the odyssey which is very effortful and uh, unpredictable then you are going to look at uh, uh, endless variation as well as uh, journey tracking 
um so would you like to add anything uh, more from uh, perfectly summarized krishna and one thing which i would want to recommend is when do you use this framework is when you have figured out the user's need on what you want to solve and when you're sort of starting uh, to think about hey uh, how would the solution look like and uh, how would how would how would you want to sort of set up the experience and etc so i think that's why you should think about uh, the 100 feet uh, uh, zoomed in uh, point of view as well and then also a zoomed out point of view before getting to uh, start getting started with designing the journey got it Uh, so if you if you liked uh, this podcast and if you would like to like us to talk more about uh, different frameworks then uh, please uh, give us feedback uh, leave a comment uh, from whichever uh, podcast that you listen to whether it is spotify or apple or any others and we will uh, do our best to cover more uh, frameworks on this i think uh, we we meant, we talked about how do you design user journeys right i think it is very important on how do you sort of figure out user journeys and how do you think about uh, uh, what user journeys to solve for and how do you present your user journeys in a way that is sort of that makes you question and think uh, through end to end i think we were discussing about this framework called acbs dcbs um, uh, we would definitely uh, cover that in the next podcast if you like this podcast then do share it and you can reach out to us at productmanagement0100 at gmail.com or you can find us on twitter at pm underscore journey